Hello, the initiated. My name is Marcus Yulnikola, and this is the Be a Better Artist podcast. Today, once again, I want to talk about something that is very current for me, something that has been racing through my mind and has very much been the center of my focus for a good few weeks now. And to put it simply, I'm currently quite disappointed in my own performance, in my own ability to engage with the things that I want to see progress in. And in my mind, I'm sort of jumping back maybe a year, maybe actually two years, when I actually had my best momentum going. I was on top of my own shit, and I got an insane amount of work done. I was very focused. I felt great. It was like I was on drugs or some sort of substances. I was feeling so good about myself. I was feeling mentally good, physically good. And my day-to-day routines were amazing. And in the past few weeks, I've come to realize that I'm not in that position currently. And it makes me very sad, makes me very disappointed in my own performance. And the truth is that there is no excuse for it. There is no reason why I couldn't be in that same gear. And really at the root of this issue is the lack of habits and looking at the day as a series of actions and a series of processes that take you forward in a empowering fashion. And I think most people would be devastatingly surprised to see how few changes it actually takes to see enormous positive change in your life. Again, I think we are far too focused on things like willpower. I think far more than developing and and, and exercising your willpower, we should be manipulating our environment and building processes and schedules that facilitate certain types of behavior and also processes that cascade into positive momentum. We need to be looking at our day as a series of processes that compound towards the end of the day so that what you did before makes you feel better for the next thing and for the next thing and the next thing. And of course, that's on a day-to-day basis, but also from a week-to-week, month-to-month basis, those positive uh, experiences are going to compound over that scale as well. And this is how you turn a good day into a good week and a good week into a good month and (laughs) several months into you know, good years. And I think we drastically underestimate the negative effects of making poor decisions that we either consciously or subconsciously uh, don't respect. And because we don't respect the decisions that are being made, the actions that are taking place, we also end up not respecting ourselves. And this creates a situation and a a process that... uh, it drains momentum. 
and when you see yourself making a poor decision after a poor decision. It's no wonder that after an hour of waking up or six hours into the day or 12 hours, you don't have much respect for yourself because you well know I'm not living up to my potential. I'm not doing the things that I'd like to be doing. And actually the processes that I'm engaging are not only not taking me towards my goals, but I'm actively making things worse. So instead of exercising tremendous amounts of willpower, mental focus to make something happen, I'd recommend making certain arrangements in your environment, in your schedule that facilitate the kind of conditions that become an incubator for your growth. So what am I doing wrong right now? Or what am I not doing that I was doing before? when things were good. Now, for me, the experience is that I do not have enough hours at my disposal. And the solution to that is quite simple. You need to bring more hours into your day. Now, obviously, you can't increase hours in the 24-hour cycle, but we can change the distribution of hours, where we actually put those hours and in, in, in that effort uh, in. And the first thing to figure out is obviously sleep. Now, this is tough for me because I need a lot of sleep and I really struggle to sacrifice sleep. In fact, I, I cannot do that because if the sleep quality drops, then my efficiency in, in how I work drops so drastically that it makes more sense for me to invest in the sleep so that I can actually get more done. You know, I very much subscribe to Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, statement of the fact that it doesn't really matter how many hours you sleep or how many hours you're awake. What actually matters is what you do when you're awake. So obviously you want to optimize the balance between getting the sleep that you need, but more importantly, that your waking hours are actually effective and productive. And this glorification of not getting a lot of sleep on its own doesn't really make much sense. If you're getting four hours of sleep, but you're so exhausted that your working hours are very, very uh, ineffective and not productive, then that's a horrible solution. But if you're getting eight, nine, ten hours of sleep, but not getting shit done uh, during your waking hours, that's equally shit as well. Now, in reality, for me right now, the problem isn't really the amount of sleep I get. Right now, I think that's pretty optimal. My problem has more to do with the hour that I wake up. And actually, when I do wake up early, when I get that early morning in, I have a far more productive day, even if I sleep the same amount. And largely, I think this is due to the fact that if I wake up later, it means my working hours are going to be later as well. And usually those are hours that I should be decompressing, uh, socializing, doing things that allow me to decompress from the day and actually get ready to sleep once again. And my problem right now is that the working hours are pushing too far into the evening or even the night, which doesn't allow me to find the right groove that 
facilitates the kind of momentum that I want to see. And the reason I've made this sort of uh, observation about the productive early hours is simply a subjective perceptional experience. Because usually what ends up happening is when I start early, now once I've already got a lot of work done, I'm like, ooh, well, that was good, time to take a break. And I look at the clock and it's only 11 in the day. That's a crazy good feeling because you already have a good few hours of solid work done, but the day is only beginning. And that's a tremendously empowering perception. And for me, when the problem is the experience of feeling like there aren't enough hours in the day, what I precisely need is the opposite perception of that. And whatever configuration brings me that subjective experience, that's what I need to go for. And I also get a massive positive experience from doing things when and where no one else is doing them. And when you wake up early and you look out of the window and you see basically an empty street or park or wherever you live and it's quiet, no one else is around. For me, that's an empowering experience to feel like, yes, I'm doing my thing when and where no one else is doing them. And obviously, when you wake up early and you'd probably not prefer to wake up early, but you do it anyway, that's a tremendously empowering feeling as well to know that you overcame your initial impulses. So as you can see, we're already talking about a tremendous number of things that feel empowering and give you a positive sense of momentum. And these are things that give you that positive beneficial feeling within the first hour or the first three hours of your day. So if we have that in the bag, we're setting ourselves up in a great way for the rest of the day. If one fourth or one fifth of your day is already going great, um, that's just going to make the rest of the day so much better. At the core of this idea is that you want to peak early in the day, because once you hit that peak early, you will be cruising throughout the rest of the day. Feels like you're going to get to that mountaintop first, and then you can just glide back into the valley with ease. Everything is going to feel so much easier once you crush that first quarter of your day. It's also really important to get a sense, a subjective experience of a very long day. Oftentimes when I'm in bed and I'm turning and spinning around and can't fall asleep, if that's due to anxiety or disappointment of feeling like I didn't get enough done in the day, a big part of that is that the day felt really, really short. And it's very difficult to have a sense of a full and productive day if you have a subjective experience or even an objective one of having a short day and not getting much done. So obviously the first component of that is to make the day long, to actually have a sufficient amount of waking hours. But even more importantly is how much can you put into those hours? Now, I don't mean cramming up your schedule or forcibly cramming things in there because you have to feel like you got some something done. It's not about the amount of things in there. It's about actually knowing 
that I made serious progress today. It's in the quality of those processes and those actions, not in the quantity of how much you could cram in your schedule. So focus on the progress, focus on actually getting stuff done. That's what's going to give you a sense of a full and resourceful day. Now, another thing that makes me feel good is getting my workout done. And I'd prefer to get that done earlier rather than later. Not only because if I work out too late, I will struggle to fall asleep. So I'd prefer to definitely do that earlier in the day to kind of uh, induce some of those positive, beneficial, tiring effects later in the day. But again, also when I'm at the gym early, when there are fewer people there, again, I'm going to have a sense of doing things when and where no one else is doing them, or at least very few people are. And again, once I get that in early enough, I'm going to feel more uh, effective and accomplished uh, in the day, because now in the later of the day, I don't need to do any of this shit. I don't need to work out. I don't need to work necessarily. Now I have all of this time to allocate to, you know, satellite things or sort of proxy things in my life, auxiliary stuff that isn't so crucial in the sense of when it needs to get done or, or not. And if you get some of those auxiliary things too early in the day, it will really mess up your routine. As I mentioned earlier, I'm a huge fan of getting the difficult stuff done first, the most important stuff done first, uh, because after that, you'll just be gliding down and everything will be so much easier. And now your perspective is also properly adjusted for the day, in my estimation, because once you do the difficult stuff first, everything is going to be so much easier towards the end and you're going to be in a better mood you're going to be a better person to be around with. You can take things in stride, you know, even laugh at certain things. And this simply allows you to not put unnecessary focus and emphasis on things that really aren't so heavy. If you zoomed out to see the big picture of your life. Now, something else that really plays a lot into your day and your routine and having a positive momentum throughout your day is obviously nutrition, eating the right things at the right time, extremely important, especially if you're working out, eating at the right times, eating the right things is so tremendously important. This is the fuel that drives your body and your mind. They're really one thing together, but really get that on point. If you find yourself being very low energy and, and, and struggle to sustain these things, then maybe there's something in your nutrition that you need to uh, look at. I'm not going to jump into that in, anymore in this video because I don't want to stretch it, but that's definitely a, a huge component. This is the fuel that your body utilizes. So if you want better performance physically or mentally, uh, you need to get your nutrition on point. And really one last thing that I want to add to this episode is cut the excess fat out of your actions. And what I mean by that is whenever you're doing something, give it your all because 
when we do a job, do a project, whatever you're doing in life, what really gives us that sense of not doing enough, not getting enough progress is when we know that we have asked something or that we could have been more efficient, we could have been more effective, especially for creatives. Uh, and, and I know this very well from musicians, uh, a musician's point of view is that it's very easy for us to find ourselves twiddling about tweaking this and that, playing this and that. And sure, if you're relaxing and just kind of, you know, wanting to let out some steam, of course, there's a time and place for just playing and just improvising or just twiddling about. But as long as that's your intent for that allocated time, then it's fine. But recognize that there's a time for that and there's a time for work. There's a time to make progress. And what works tremendously well for me is to ask myself the question of what can I do right now to make progress? What could I do right now? An actual thing that takes this project or this song or whatever I'm working on, what actually takes it forward. Often we creatives are so focused on the big, massive, epic picture that we lose sight of the equally important, mundane, uh, small individual components. Oftentimes the enemy of the creative process is not making it tangible enough. So we need to focus on that very thin slice that we can wrap our heads around. This is really one of the most important things you must learn if you want to make your working process efficient and effective. Make it tangible, make it real. Always keep breaking your projects down into slices that you can look at. You can say, yes, if I do this specific thing right now, it puts me in a better position for this thing. And then once I have this thing done, then I can move into the next thing and so forth. And don't be afraid of that thing being very small. In fact, that's a very, very good thing because it means you're actually you know, wrestling and uh, what's the word? Molding and shaping your project, actually having hands on it, twisting it into the shape that allows you to add the next thing on it. And when you approach your working process with this strategy, it's going to feel so great after every single day because you knew that you squeezed all of the juice out of that orange. You knew that you didn't waste a single minute of your working process. And of course, don't be uh, a tyrant when it comes to that. Nobody's perfect. You're going to lose focus. But what matters the most is that you stay mindful of what you're doing. And every single day I realize, okay, now I'm twiddling about, now I'm playing about, now I'm wasting time, now I'm not actually doing anything that facilitates the progress of this song or this project. But this is a skill that you're training, being mindful of what you're doing, realizing that you're wasting time, realizing that you're doing things that don't actually uh, help you progress onwards and upwards, because it's very difficult to make change happen before you become aware of the problem and you acknowledge and confront the problem from that position, then you can actually start taking action that 
counters the the issue that you're facing. And I guess as a closing word, it's really important that you can be honest about these things with yourself. As I just said, we can't fix these things unless we're willing to acknowledge them and uh, accept them and confront them. From that position, we can actually make that change happen. So yeah, be honest about your current performance. Be honest about whether it aligns with your goals, because my current behavior does not. So, and this is my um, way of putting it out there, making myself accountable, hopefully at least a bit more accountable. And yeah, it's, it's okay to be lacking. It's okay to fall uh, off the horse. It's okay to have things going well at one time and then not have it go well later on. That's just life. Life goes in cycles and the best thing we can do is build skills and perspectives and, and processes that support us getting back on the horse. And then over time, these things become easier and easier. But it's impossible to sustain that just on its own. Uh, we need active work and active focus on these things. But the great thing is that once you've done it once, you know that you can do it again. But the only thing separating me from that outcome is my actions. And that's a tremendously empowering thing to know. And that's very much at the core of the be a better artist mentality. I'd love to hear what kind of things empower you in that sense of generating positive momentum. I'd love to hear what kind of strategies and what kind of routines bring those things about for you. I hope that helps. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Finished.